Well, it's a, a great pleasure to be talking with uh, Gracia Burnham, and uh, Gracia is talking to me. I do believe Gracia from Kansas, right? Yes, near Wichita, Kansas. It's a delight to talk to you because uh, we've read so much about you. I mean, not only in Christian circles, but also in secular news circles. Uh, something happened uh, back in May 27, 2001. You were with New Tribes Mission, you and your husband in the Philippines, for about 17 years. And you two wanted to celebrate an 18th wedding anniversary and thought, let's go to a little island off the Philippines, uh, a little resort. And... Something happened. Can you tell us in your words what that was? Yes. Um, we, we went out to celebrate our anniversary. We'd never done anything touristy in that area before. And um, before dawn, uh, the, the morning after we got there, there was pounding on the door, bang, bang, bang. And even before Martin could get to the door, these three guys with M16s broke the door in and took him out. And then one came over to the bed and lowered his weapon at me and yelled, go, go, go. And I grabbed clothes and they took me out too. And they were taking all of us from that resort who were in those little huts above the water on stilts. They were taking us to a waiting speedboat. And as we pulled away from the dock, they raised their weapons and yelled, Allah Akbar, and uh, that's when we knew who had us, um, a militant group there in the Philippines. Now, this was before 9-11, so something like this was was certainly strange, was it not? Was it unexpected? Had there been rumors of other somewhat equal attacks or, or kidnappings in the area? Yes, in the Philippines. Well, not in that, that area for sure. We were very careful to avoid hot spots and know where um, peace and order was, was not good in the Philippines. But, oh yes, Filipinos know who the Abu Sayyaf are. They're a militant group who've declared jihad in that area of the world. And um, actually, they have hostages a lot. And if you watch Philippine news, uh, they, they've been doing this for years and years. But really, their, their jihad has kind of degenerated into a kidnap for ransom group. Mm. So that's what they've been doing. They hit targets, and they take people, and they demand ransom, and that's what funds their, their um, jihad. So you weren't necessarily targeted. It seemed to be more of a scoop of, uh, what, Westerners? Right. Um, they were actually looking for a different resort where um, wealthy businessmen and Europeans would hang out. Um, they had a GPS, but they didn't know how to use it. And um, it was getting on close to dawn, and they hadn't found El Nido is the name of that one. So they stopped a fisherman, and they said, take us to the nearest resort and the nearest resort was where Martin and I had booked in to to celebrate our anniversary. And being missionaries, no doubt this wasn't a five-star resort, and you didn't have bags of gold, did you? No, no it, it wasn't a five-star. There were normal, you know, Filipinos there, mm -hmm. and they were so disappointed when they found out we were American missionaries because Americans don't pay ransom and missionaries don't have any money. <sighs> And they were just so crestfallen when they realized that the only 
not the only foreigners in the group. There were three of us Americans, but um, the other one was a businessman from California. They were so disappointed when two of us were uh, were poor. <laughs> well, was there a marked reaction when they found out that you were Christian missionaries? Um, no. At first, we didn't tell them because we thought they would that would seal our fate for sure, right? And so we were very quiet about that. But um, then they were going through Martin's wallet and saw his New Tribes Mission ID. And um, we told them about our our work. Our mission works with um, cultural minorities, people tucked away out in the mountains where no roads even go. And they take the gospel there. And um, they were very intrigued by that because our mission is telling people who don't believe in the one true God about um, God, Allah. So um, even though we were Christian missionaries, they seemed very impressed that we were telling people who worship uh, the gods of the rivers and the gods of the, the trees about the one true God, Allah. So it was kind of strange in a way. They admired what we did they as didn't, a mission. But they didn't quite get it, did they? Obviously. Well, um, of course, we're, uh, we, we, don't, we don't believe in the same gospel, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're working hard to earn their way to heaven. That's what their jihad was all about. We asked them, what what motivates you guys? And a lot of the guys said, oh, well, we're kind of, we're bad guys. Mm-hmm. We haven't prayed five times a day. We haven't given alms to the poor. We've slept around with girls. We've, uh, you know, they started listing all their sins. And, and they said, you know, there's no way at the end of time that our good is going to outweigh our bad because we've blown it so badly. So our only recourse is to join jihad and uh, because with jihad if you die doing that you go straight to paradise you don't have to go through the judgment your good doesn't have to outweigh your bad and of course our gospel is a gospel of grace that jesus took our sin on himself paid our sin issue so we're totally forgiven we're seen through the righteousness of christ so it's totally opposite um, thought processes, right? right. So, um, so we tried to just share a gospel of grace with them while we were there for a year, when, <laughs> more than a year. Yeah. When did you realize this was uh, this was not going to be a short turnaround? This was going to be an extended stay. Uh, well, maybe for me, about week ten, mm. I think I had a real crisis because. Um, this had happened before, of course, in the Philippines, and it would be in the newspapers. And I, I asked Martin, you know, how, how long did it take those other guys that were taken from that other resort? And he said, oh, I think it was about six weeks or a few months. And then about 10 weeks into it, I realized, oh, no, this is going to be a long time. And I had a real crisis of faith. Um, I, of course, still believed you know, that God made everything and made me and purchased salvation for me. But I decided in that moment that God didn't love me because mm. if he did, I wouldn't still be there. And um, that led to depression and um, 
you know, feeling sorry for myself. And uh, Martin very kindly said, Gracia, why don't we just believe what's true? Um, And we started reciting verses of how God loves us. I've loved you with an everlasting love. For Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Um, We just started going through verses on God's love and... um, yeah, isn't, just but isn't that, to isn't, that isn't that our humanity though? It's sort of a, a quid pro quo. Look what we've done for you, God. Now where are you? Yeah, I I think a lot of us think that our service to God obligates Him to remove all suffering from our lives, and then um, you know this problem hits, and it's not a small problem. It's a big one, and we have to rethink all that. You know, Jesus said the opposite, uh, that life isn't going to be roses. He said, in this world, you will face persecution, mm-hmm. not just troubles. You know, you'll, you'll face hard times, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You know, he gave us that promise, even when mm-hmm. when things are going horribly, that he's with us, and and. He works all things together for good to those who love him. Did they give you any so indication, forget. Abu Sayyaf, who, who were the who's the who were the uh, the kidnappers? Did they give any indication why they're keeping you so long? Was there uh, a problem with money or communication? Oh yes, they did tell us right at the beginning. We will deal with you last. You're political prisoners, and we'll wait till all the all these other people, because we weren't the only ones taken. There were about twenty of us, and we'll deal with you last, and we'll make uh, we'll make demands, and the government of the Philippines will make concessions. So they thought uh, we were. A, bargaining chips, you know, for things that, of course, were beyond our control. One day they had Martin list all their grievances when they did a proof-of-life video, and, um, you know, it was the Chechnya problem. Mm-hmm. I could hardly even say Chechnya. Mm-hmm. I don't even know yeah. where it is, right? right, right. Um, you know, the presence of the U.S. troops in Saudi, uh, all these huge issues they had, we had just become you know, pawns for them to be able to um, make their grievances. Now, this was May 27, 2001, when you were uh, kidnapped. All of a sudden, September 11th came came around, and the, the, mm. the terrible tragedy there. Did that change things, did you notice? It did. Uh, we thought, oh, oh no, um, this is it for us. They're going to be mad at the United States, and we're going to lose our lives here. Mm. And, um, you know, the exact opposite happened. Um, That's when our loved ones and our mission agency was able to go to our government and say, um, these people are, our loved ones are being held by Al-Qaeda-trained people. Mm. And that's when our, our plight kind of rose to the top in in the United States and um, and that's when too uh, the the Abu Sayyaf started a, a renewed um, you know trying to make this work trying to get a big ransom for us because right. you know they're not always in the news and they love being in the news so uh, there there was kind of a renewed effort on their part as well. 
It seemed not a lot was happening when, uh, tragically, uh, over a year later, the Philippine forces attempted a rescue, and uh, and Martin was killed during that rescue. Uh, was, do, how did you feel about that rescue attempt? Did you feel that there could have been a resolution without that? Um, now, that was the 17th um rescue attempt. Oh, <laughs> that oh was really? Our 17th oh. gun battle. Okay. And um, so that wasn't our first. We we knew how those gun battles went. Mm. That the Philippine military would find us and there would be this big huge shootout and we would retreat and and they would have the military would have dead and the Abu Sayyaf would have dead and it uh, so we knew um, that our days were probably numbered. Um, much to their credit, the Philippine military, it almost seemed like there were unwritten rules between the Abu Sayyaf and the military, like they, they never fought at night, um, they never fought in the rain, they never pursued us in the rain, uh, and much to their credit, the Philippine military pushed forward in the rain that day, mm. um, and uh, and, you know, just made another... Uh, rescue attempt, which led to my freedom, and yes, it did lead to Martin's death, but right away, as they were talking to me on the edge, um, on the side of the hill there, you know, Martin had just died, and they said, you're probably so mad at us, the soldiers, Mm -hmm. and I said, no, no, I'm not mad at you, this isn't your fault, Um, you know, it's it's the fault of the bad guys. The bad guys were the ones holding us hostage. Okay, so Martin dies in the mm-hmm. ensuing gun battle, and you were talking to the military afterward. Was there that, obviously, that peace that transcended understanding? There had to be that. There was that. Um, you know, I, I think God had really gotten a hold of my heart, and maybe it took over a year to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some real issues settled with God in my life by, at that point. And, um, and truly, there was a, a peace that the same God that kept us alive for a year in such a horrific situation was going to take care of me in the aftermath. I really did feel that, and I still do feel that today. I, and I never feel like any little problem I have here in, in Kansas now that I bring to the Lord that he's thinking, well, you know, that's dumb or mm. that's, that's small. Um, I really feel like God has my best interests at heart and, and, um, and does work all things together and mm. and you don't just you don't just get that overnight i don't think no. um, i think it's a process and faith to faith and that's what life is right we we learn to trust god in this situation and we wish that our faith lesson was over but it's not there's another one there's another thing to change uh trust him with and another thing to trust him with it's interesting because you had invested so much of yourself and so much of God into your into your walk that when tragedy struck, it was uh, this this is the this is God's will. Unlike nowadays, where so much is promised to so many new Christians, the prosperity gospel, if you will, that it, when something happens, they fracture. 
Oh, well, you know what? I'm. You just described me, though. <laughs> when you would think, I thought I was a pretty good person. You know, we'd given our lives for for this um, uh, this ministry, and we were working hard for the Lord, and then we were taken hostage, and all of a sudden, I saw myself, and it was shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, I hated those guys yeah. for what they were doing to us. Um, I, I coveted the food they had when they didn't share it with us. I, um, I was faithless, and the real me surfaced, and, and I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. Yeah. And so, no, I, I didn't have real faith that God was in this, and it w- I was almost like on a roller coaster. I would think, you know, God's got this. He's going to take care of us. And the next moment, I would think, does God even remember where we are? We're going to yeah. die here. Yeah. And it's like this. Um, uh, so God truly did change me in the jungle. Um, yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight. <laughs> I think when you see the real ugliness of yourself, you really understand grace. Amen. Amen. I, I saw my sin, and I saw God's grace. And um, I think he really looks on his children with pleasure. He, he's pleased with us because of what Jesus did for us. We're totally forgiven. We walk in freedom. And I think God's pleased with us today. And, um, and we somehow put ourselves under this, um, oh, I'm not good enough for... Uh, we we don't walk in victory, hmm. and um, and and I'd I'd like to think that I've learned something about walking in victory. I hope I have. Were there many, and and maybe not so obvious, but many would think uh, give you the counsel of Job's wife: curse God and die. Mm. Did you encounter yeah. any of that? that? How can you go? How can you continue to believe a God that would allow that to happen? Oh, well, there were days I, I thought that myself. Uh, one day in particular, I thought, okay, what do I wish? Do I wish I hadn't married Martin so I wouldn't be in this stupid country anyway? Mm-hmm. Do I wish we hadn't become missionaries? Um, and at the end of the day, all I wished is that I hadn't been born. Mm-hmm. which is exactly what Job wished. Yeah. Um, he, he wished that, um, and and wondered, God, why have you made me your target? And um, God's ways are not our ways, and we're so good at telling him what to do and how to do it, and here's this problem, and how could you do this? And it seems like God gets the blame every time something bad happens. Mm-hmm. We, we never blame the world or the flesh or the devil, (laughs) you know, our three big enemies, it seems like we don't blame them. We blame God for for the situation maybe we've even created ourselves, or, um, you know, um, hard things happen, and um, and there's not an—and there's an easy answer. It's a simple answer, but it's not an easy answer. God is sovereign, but that's not— that's not easy to learn. <laughs> but, you know, in our, in our flesh, God allows us to rage. God allows us mm. to doubt. But yeah. in that crucible, doesn't greater faith come? I, I think so. Um, I think this faith-to-faith thing is really an amazing work of God. Um, I think we come into the Christian walk with a little bit of faith. <laughs> mm. um, 
and then we grow and grow through normally through adversity, right? And then we overcome the world with our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this thing that when we're going through a hard time and our our bodies are um, are getting worse and worse, our spirits um, become stronger mm-hmm. and. Um, it talks about that in Scripture. Um, you know, we're wasting away, but your strength an is made perfect. Way to, amen. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. How do you? Okay. How do you address today? Now, back then, uh, there was persecution of of Christians uh, in, in real forms. Although they ne- weren't necessarily targeting you because you were Christians, but uh, now the way of the world is a little more subtle. That they're coming at. Help us figure this out. Help us to process this, Gracia. You've you've been through that and through the prism of where you've been. Give us a greater understanding of how do we counter a world that is now overtly, uh, if you will, persecuting us, either either overtly in actual acts or subtly by making us wanting us to conform to the way of the world. Ah, uh, well, here in the Western world. We think it's subtle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> While um, 200 million of our brothers and sisters all around the world are losing their lives and going to prison and being beaten and mass graves, um, uh, that's happening to 200 million people, and, and we don't know any of them. And they say that a Further, 400 million live under severe religious restrictions, where if you go to church, um, you're, you're going to suffer the consequences. If you name the name of Christ, you're not going to have a good job. You're not going to be able to provide for your family. That's 600 million people. And we, we can't even... Um, that, that doesn't even compute with us here in the West. And we think when our co-worker... Um, goes to the boss because we've been a little bit overt about our belief that that's persecution, um, um, and we're we're real quick mm-hmm. to um, not bring up Christ. Don't bring up anything religious. Don't bring up anything that's going to stir the waters because we like our comfortable life. And um, I'm I'm there. I'm raising my hand. You know, don't say too much on the airplane because. There are people listening, right? <laughs> and they may not agree with what you have to say. But don't you see and, a great many congregations compromised by the world, that indeed there is now yeah. a secular Christianity that's very acceptable by the world? Yes, yes, there is. And, and when, you, um, when you stand up for um, Christ, when you name the name of Christ and, and say Christ alone Faith alone in Christ is the way to heaven. You're going to be looked down on. And um, may God just give us grace and strength and boldness to uh, proclaim what we believe and share the only way of salvation with people who don't know it. Um, It's going to be interesting, isn't it, the next few years? But this whole world, it's like creation is groaning, right? Mm -hmm. And things are coming to a head, but of course, every generation has thought that. But um, I, I do think that. I, I think God's going to purify the church. I think He is in other countries, and um, 
someday these feel-good churches um, are, are going to crumble, mm. and, and when, what's going to be left is true believers. When sin doth abound, that much greater does grace abound. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you've very much proven that. And we we need examples such as yourself that you can come through the crucible and you can come to the other side and still be positive and still be sure. You know, and uh, we just uh, we so we, we so much appreciate your message. And I know I know you're in the Toronto area not too long ago, and uh, we've heard some mm, yeah. very good things. And we just uh, thank you, and uh, we just wish continued blessings on you and your ministry. It's lifelong, isn't it? You're not retired. Um, I'm not retired. I'm still with um, Ethnos Canada. Uh, I'm I'm on the southern in the United States as Ethnos 360, right. the new name of New Tribes Mission. But um, Ethnos Canada has some good ministries going up among amongst Canada's indigenous people. You, you know, right in your own backyard are people who need the Lord. So, um, yeah, I'm not retired. I'm, I'm going to keep doing what God calls me to do, try to figure that out and try to do it with gladness and joy because um, he's worthy of, you know, what, whatever we go through. Gracia Burnham, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're so welcome. Radio, we're the original social media. But you can still find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Look us up at MyJoyRadio. See you there.